When you leave your house in France and come to the United States, when you leave your adopted home and come to your real home, mm-hmm. what, uh, what kind of response do you have inside yourself? I miss my family. Mm-hmm. I miss uh, a lot of people you know, who, who are part of me. Keep you alive. No. Yes. And a certain kind of speed, energy, beat, which only Americans, only American black people have. I know. I miss that. And you say my home. It's not exactly my home. It's a kind of asylum. It's a, it's a place where I can work. I have a lot of work to do. And. If you are in a situation where you're always resisting and resenting, it's very hard it takes to. Too much energy. Well, you can't write a book. No. You can't write a sentence. No. And I asked my brother David. We were driving through. We were driving through Harlem the other day. I was in Harlem. I was doing that. And I said to him, I said, I wonder what would happen to me if I'd stayed. And you know, David. I know. Because I mean, you know, because I also wanted to stay. You know, I didn't yes, want to. Uh, I didn't want to go. Uh, David laughed. That laugh. That <laughs> terrible, laugh. knowing laugh. <laughs> he said, "You be dead. Everybody else is." That's right. And you look around at your friends, long dead, lost. Well, in- David is forty-three. I'm fifty. That's None of us. Neither, but, neither of us know. About being 50? Yes, but that's coming. Good, good. Neither of us know anybody our age. And my nephew, my oldest nephew, who's 27, knows one person his age. Baby, this is a high-priced country. You, your family is closely knit. I'm a very lucky cat. You're very lucky. I find myself very lucky because I've been adopted into that family. So I find That's myself... That's you marched into it. <laughs> you pained my mother, I saw you. I took it, didn't I? <laughs> you did. I'm going to talk about mother in a while. Go on. But what does the family feel about you living in South of France? I mean, oh, living away from them without, uh, say, an arm reach, uh, distance, an arm out Sweetheart, of arm you have to understand... Um, You have to understand what happens to my mother's telephone when I'm in town. The people who call her up and say what they will do to me, if she doesn't make me shut up. You you also got to remember that I've been writing after all between assassinations. But if you were my mother or my brother, you would think, who's next? That's mama. It's extraordinary. The woman raised nine children and you, every one of them, Mm. The difference between me and George, the difference between me and David, the difference between me and... You and Wilma. And, Will, and Willie. And all five girls. And though she was scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, really. No, really, really scared to death. You mean of your father? No, 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 scared to death of what was going to happen to us. Yes, yes. Because she knew something we didn't know. 
suppose you couldn't then. And there we and there we went. Yeah. And she never blackmailed us. Yes. And she just you know, I went to Paris. Nineteen forty eight. It was a rainy day. Mama came Mama came downstairs like that. Paula was upstairs. Paula was five years old, baby. And I can't explain to a baby, you know, what, why you have to do what you have to do. Now. And she wouldn't talk to me. She was crying. My mother, the taxi drove away. But she let me go. She let it. I think. I think. I think. I think at bottom she knew how much. Maybe she knew better than I did. How much I loved them. And I didn't want her to see me turn into a junkie. Right. No. Yeah, or a prostitute. In any no, way. Right. You no, know, in many, many ways. Right. Go to jail. Because nobody could call me nigger. I'd done the post office bit. I'd worked for the army. I'd been up and down those streets. Yeah. So now I had, now I had five minutes. And I had to jump. 